what's up boys how we doing we are recording it's funny i always like to ask you how we're doing when in reality we've been mm-hmm. talking for hours before this being clicked recorded <laughs> <Hours? laughs> i Maybe mean it feels hour. like it an hour and 15 <laughs> we've been here for seven hours and 17 minutes I we woke up in the middle of the night so we could record this at 9 a.m just <laughs> to talk about what we were going to go over well you were busy sleeping i was grinding <laughs> there oh, we go. shout out to all those faux linkedin assholes <laughs> mm-hmm. gary uh, v gary yeah gary v i'm like scary v anyway <laughs> god, i'm never v's. gonna be able to work at vayner media not that i want to but god forbid i ever have to interview there they're gonna look at salad and just be like no all he's of out. this shit is gonna come up yeah there you go <laughs> all of this is gonna come to the surface Uh, Speaking of coming to the surface, um, we've got a very interesting episode here where all the great work over the last two years has risen to the top and is now being recognized. That's right. We've been in award season. And much like that transition I just made deserves an award, there's a lot of great ads (laughs) that also deserve awards. So, um, well, there has been literally any type of advertising festival you could think of has happened. Um, uh, Can Lion happened just a, just a little bit ago, and so we're going to talk about it um, this episode. You might notice we've got the deep dive little logo going on this episode on the cover art instead of those bite-sized takes. We had to mix it up, you know. Um, so it's been a bit of an interesting year from Can. We're going to talk a little bit about it, um, a little bit about some stuff that deserves recognition we think that we thought was really cool, and then we're just going to pick three of our favorites and chat about those. So I think with, with all that in mind, let's get into it. Um, as many of you may know, unless you're Jared Leto and still coming back from some kind of a weird, <laughs> sketchy island retreat, mm. uh, there's been a global pandemic happening the last year and a half now. Um, what? And Cannes was canceled because of it. Oh, Cole, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and uh, yeah, because of that, it got canceled and uh, didn't happen. So it's been an interesting festival in general because you've got... 2020 and 2021 all kind of clumped into one so you've even got like some categories have multiple grand prix winners you know all in one um which is which is different because usually grand prix is the pinnacle there's only one per category sometimes it's not even given um so it's cool to see and with that in mind i've just got some stats for you guys just to blow your minds a little bit um, and all the listeners out there uh, how many entries do you think were submitted to Cannes for this this festival season? Uh, Four thousand. <laughs> Very educated guess of um, six thousand seven hundred and twenty six. Cool. Yeah, you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it may be educated, but it's not correct. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, 29,074 what? entries to can in 2020-2021 festival. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, we're and really old ourselves. If you want to know There's more about the conversion much. stats, Conversions. only 10% of those 29,000 made shortlist. So if you don't know, shortlist is, it's still considered an award. It's still considered an achievement. Again, only 10% get it. And to have that recognition, um, it, it does track. And it's interesting, Can's We Love the Work site tracker does recognize shortlists as awards. So 10% get a shortlist award. From there, only 1.5% of entries win bronze. 0.94% of entries win silver. 0.43% of entries win gold. And 0.11% one grand prix this year so Dang. you have mm. a 0.11 percent chance of getting a grand prix <laughs> in, in, in the case of this yeah. festival season it, um, unless wow. your company is burger king and then it's much higher <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then you're guaranteed <laughs> or, or nike right like yeah. nike and burger king <laughs> Those are those are pretty wild though. It's if you're like, working with David like... or if you're working with Wyden, there's a corollary yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty wild though. That's like one in a thousand, basically. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. like I you know, your better chance of getting hit by lightning, even though those odds probably don't track. <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> so it's Dang. crazy. And like you have like if you think about it, like 
that is with too like a lot more awards being given out because it did account for two years um worth of, of, of stuff which is pretty crazy um before we dive into the rest of it cole i just want to give a quick shout out to you we won't give all the details but you did get an even bigger big boy job recently you've Whoa. upgraded you're now a senior and yes. uh, your life alert package is from Zach and I is in the mail. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're so on my speed dial for when I fall and I cannot get up. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you very much, Trent and Zach. I uh, yes, uh, to our our leaflings out there, I did happen to get another Leaflet. position. I'll now be at um, Hearts and Science, um, so another lovely agency out in LA. Uh, working on AT&T, moving a little bit more in the strategy direction here, um, a little bit away from the, you know, campaign reporting-ish that I was up to before. And yeah, moving on up and excited for the new position. But nice. uh, I don't think I'm the only one here with uh, cause for celebration here. Our uh, our good uh, our good buddy Trent here um, <laughs> happened to win his very first lion yeah so, can we get a round of applause everybody can we get a round everybody of applause clap. for that everybody clap at home or in your car just somehow keep your hands on the steering wheel if you're listening in your car please thank you <laughs> please don't mm-hmm. crash. there you go yeah <laughs> breaking news trench share right accomplishment now. causes major accident <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah Trent, I mean, that's channels. called impact right there <laughs> oh whoa <laughs> seriously dude uh congratulations God, that's a wreck awesome. <laughs> it is no, honestly yeah something to be really proud of man after Thank hearing you. those stats in particular which uh just to disclose full disclosure it was by design that trent spoke those stats before we announced <laughs> that he won yes. so all of you think he's more impressive but it is a very impressive accomplishment especially in a year with so many entries so seriously congrats man that's awesome mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, honestly, a lot to be proud of. Of all the accomplishments in the world, though, I just got a spam text that I won a hundred dollars worth of T-Mobile limited prizes. So, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Did you really? Wow. Yeah, I got it too. <laughs> so, that really, that's my the free more iPad. <laughs> yeah, you're still waiting on it. Uh, man. Well, yeah. Thank you, guys. It, it is cool. It is funny because it is like we're not going to talk about that ad um, on this. But it is funny because it really is just such a team effort. And like you, you, you look at the credits on like the site, you know, and it's just like there are so many people in it. And like I feel like when I was in college, I would look at those and I'd be like, oh, wow, they're literally just giving credit to everyone. But then like (laughs) having gone through it now and I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy All of these people deserve credit. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it was just a crazy campaign, too, because like it literally was like our agency's first remote production because it the the shoot happened right when the borders shut down and so we had to pull people back from Prague we had to figure out Q-take and getting that all set up and there are people just in an office room you know like from like midnight to 9 a.m basically you know working um overseeing it Mm -hmm. and it's it's crazy because like to do all the VFX and have all those approvals remote you know and have none of that be in person it's i'm just very proud of the team it's like everyone at adobe and mathematique and um god even more like people i'm forgetting and all the vfx people that worked on it it's just crazy because you look down that list and it's like oh there's no way they're just giving lip service but it's like no like you just you realize like campaigns become everyone's baby and it's just so many people help bring it to life it's um really is a village Mm -hmm. kind of situation um so it's cool Mm -hmm. to see uh as Zach and Cole and I have talked about this many a times, it is also a little bit of a scam um, because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just get a trophy copy because you can order copies once your market is like a winner. And uh, two, over $2,000 if I want to get a copy of the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> just say that right away. Doesn't need to build up. The uh, GoFundMe link will be in the uh, link for this pod. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 put my Venmo in there. <laughs> oh man! So it's that's a little bit of a disappointment, but it's yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, we won we won a silver in film craft, and then we won two shortlists as well, um, which is pretty sweet. Point nine four percent chance. Yeah. <laughs> 
there it is yeah that's cool especially too we missed out on a pencil and i was i was a little bit nervous if we'd miss out on a line too but to to land that silver is it's pretty cool nice um with all that aside because that doesn't matter let's talk about um all the stuff (laughs) that we liked from it that one um outside of outside of that um there were a few kind of pieces that we're not talking about in depth, but we feel like deserve recognition, uh, especially our love-hate relationship with Burger King. Um, Moldy Whopper to probably the surprise of no one uh, <laughs> has one big. Um, they got a Grand Prix in outdoor uh, for their time-lapse video of it getting nastier day by day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, respect. <laughs> We've talked a lot about how um, Burger King was kind of getting stale, I guess, pun unintended in the context of a moldy Whopper. Um, But this was still just a really good way of breaking through. And I think it is a testament to just how unique it was um, outside of the random like epoxy encased hot dog that's supposedly supposed to get moldy on Reddit that I see like every other week popping up for some reason. Um, This one actually did get moldy and they did a good job. Any other thoughts on that before we switch to our next one we want to call out uh i just want to say yeah it was i mean it was incredibly bold of them to take the direction that they took and the only reason it worked is because they were highlighting a clear product benefit you know it fit right in that gave them permission to go out and do something bold and love it or hate it as we've said it's it's deserving of the recognition Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I remember when this one first came out, I was uh, I was impressed by the audacity. Um, you know, as always, Burger King loves to shock and surprise, and uh, I think this one's no different. But I think to to Zach's point about it falling right in line with a product benefit and really, you know, a, a differentiator in, in terms of uh, you know what Burger King is trying to do out there, um, I think it's a big winner, big winner, and it shocks and surprises with just one look. So, I mean, I think that's effective just advertising right there. Just one look and just you one bite will your change mouth. your life. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, I mean, speaking of just one look, that actually is a good, good transition to the print and publishing <laughs> Grand Prix. Um, next, we've got Dove's um, Courage is Beautiful uh, campaign, which really is an extension of all their other previous work. Um, under their campaign platform. I, I think it's it's interesting. This is really like one of the, you look at like, oh, we've had two years worth of content. This is really like, I think in my mind, there's another one we're going to talk about later in this episode, but this in my mind is really like, oh, this is the COVID campaign. And that's mm-hmm. not like a delineation Definitely. to make it be any less worthy. It is just the most like, it's just the one that sticks with me the most that I remember the most. You know, it's they had a 30 second spot, but it won two Grand Prix's uh, first in print and publishing, and then industry craft as well, which is really a nice one to win. That really is a compliment to how great it's been. But this is the one that shows all of the frontline workers, you know, with their their protective gear and their masks off, and kind of you know, you've got the close up shots of the scars on the faces and stuff from having the N95 so tight on for you know such long shifts over you know weeks at this point. Um, and I think just. The fact that they called attention to that in just such a beautiful way and they had them, you know, outside of some of the hospitals and stuff in different markets. Um, so I think, you know, Ogilvy and and Dove um, really did a great job with this one and, and well-deserved couple couple Grand Prix there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll keep rolling here. Um, next, we've got a womb pain stories. Um, which is another one that I think one, it's just a really great spot to watch, but I think it's also just interesting too. you know, they had four grand prix, uh, four, which is the most of any campaign. Absolutely insane. Zach, do you know the ones that it won? Because I just got hit with the lovely adage. Um, uh, yes. It, <laughs> after not having <laughs> it for this entire session. I love, mm-hmm. I love that it yeah. won. Um, <laughs> Pausing, 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 finding it, finding it, finding it. I know it won. I will say it won the, oh, here it is. It won the Titanium Grand Prix, which is like the best of the best. 
It won both the Film and Film Craft Grand Prix, and it also won the Grand Prix for Good in Health. So some pretty, three of those four, the, the Grand Prix from Good in Health is specific, obviously, to healthcare, but the others are some of the most prestigious categories, Film Craft, Film, and obviously the Titanium is is the top award at the show, and it, it got all of those. So very, very impressive. All right. Do we still okay. have the rest of the recording now? Yeah, we should have the rest of the recording. So okay. behind the Thank scenes, God. welcome, welcome. Um, we are back. You, we through a seamless feat of editing <laughs> from Cole and I. You will not <laughs> even notice this, but we're going to tell you anyway. We're going to let you in on the secret. Um, Zencaster sucks, and uh, our recording platform booted us out again. So living the best life, really, if I do say so myself. But we're back. So Zach, I believe you had just said what it won do you want to talk about kind of one of our favorite pieces of this not only the mixed media approach but also the fact that that client agency partnership has had some pretty damn good success the last three years yeah um so i mean you kind of just spoiled the surprise but for the last three years uh this client which is uh it's um body form but also libres or libresi i actually don't know which one it is but it's like that that's the client uh and for the last three years they've kind of swept shop uh at the lions uh blood normal in 2018 and then viva la vulva in 2019 uh were both campaigns that um earned some of the top honors at can and they obviously continued that this year for the 2020 2021 um showing with four Grand Prix wins. And yeah. so I think it's just a testament to the strength of that partnership. Also their, uh, the braveness and their, their willingness to take on a taboo topic and present it in ways that are compelling and honest, uh, and really accurate and respectful to women and to consumers and really shining a light on something that, uh, we don't always get to hear about. And I think that's, what's made it so, so successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just in the way that they candidly talk about um, women's issues is really interesting. And I think, I, I don't know, I think the strength of this one in particular was just how, um, I mean, obviously it's called womb stories, but I think that it really uh, kind of epitomizes that because it's like we have, I don't know, half a dozen uh, women in this uh, in this piece that basically go through different stages of whether it's, you know, getting a period or menopause or having kids, not having kids, but basically how the womb itself acts as a character in each of these scenarios and how it affects them either negatively or positively. And I mean, I must say the craft, the animation, I mean, there's probably about 10 different animation styles throughout this whole thing from stop motion to you know, um, CGI to, to, you know, hand drawn sort of stuff. Um, and it's all really well done. And I think, uh, I don't know, I, I'm listeners. I, I'm admittedly not a woman, but I do feel like this does do a good uh, yeah. job. I mean, that's the thing. Right? Just bring them to light. Yes, exactly. I mean, we're, we're three dudes. We don't have any, you know, <laughs> agency here. Yeah. We don't have any agency here. What, what I will say is it's, stuff that shouldn't be taboo to talk about. It should be in mainstream discussion and conversation. And I'm glad that it is and that campaigns like this have had success and have been done in such poignant ways with great craft tied to it to elevate these stories that we just don't hear otherwise. And so hopefully that will help continue to normalize it. Um, And on the complete opposite end of this spectrum, uh, we're going to talk now about Reddit's superb owl campaign um, because that's advertising for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about this on the show. Um, basically, a little bit of a cool hack, which is a little bit of a, a hint at what we're going to be talking about for some of our more deep dive topics. But um, why spend millions of dollars on a Super Bowl spot when you can do a really targeted local buy on broadcast in San Francisco for five seconds? And that's what Reddit did. Just a little quick flash of the screen. If you're in the area, you're like, wait, did I just see that? And it got everyone talking on social media. Um, I'm trying to pull up the stats here, see if I can get them for us, because it's kind of interesting. Um, oh, man, that Arizona Internet is thriving for me. 
Um, oh, God, hit with the paywall again. Zach, what you got? <laughs> I don't know if I have the stats for this one either. I got, I'm getting the paywall on this one, too. Oh, this is brutal. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> uh-uh. We have to pay for here. journalism now, and we don't. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to back it up. Yeah, it was a great spot. Yeah, a lot of impressions on social media. It was very effective. If you want to know more about it, look it up yourself. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> Many impressions on Reddit for sure. I must say, I must say, just to give a little bit more into it. I mean, this happened when Reddit was, you know, in the news every day when Wall Street Bets was going crazy, when the world was paying attention to Reddit and um, just the power it had and the communities that are on it and the the influence that they can have on culture. And I think that's the relevancy of that taking a spot in the Super Bowl, you know, subverting. It's also a subversive platform. So subverting the traditional 30 second, five million dollar spot, airing something for five seconds in specific markets is so on brand for them and and made everything perfect for this campaign. Mm -hmm. And then coming in next, Mm -hmm. just a quick shout out. Um, It won for creative strategy. And I think there is a great insight for it as far as craft. I don't think so, but it did win for strategy. <laughs> so we, we do want to give respect to that. Uh, Cheetos popcorn can't touch this. We talked about this in the Super Bowl. Um, you know the song, you know the spot, and you know those fingers, those damn fingers. But you uh, know those fingers. That Cheeto dust has won at Cannes. Congratulations. It is a very great insight. Um, okay. Let's see. A couple more we want to just shout out because it's been a hell of a two year run. Um, ready for it? Ready for it? No, oh, little Nas X Old Town Road. Wow. Nice, Pretty Bird production. I love that ad. All of that entertainment lions for music, which is just hilarious. It, th- yep, that is a category. So, honestly, probably none more fitting. Um, it did also share with Mercado Libre's Feed Parade, mm-hmm. which was a great spot for Pride. I encourage you to check that one out too. But yeah, Old Town well, Road. You thought you escaped about, it. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this. Didn't this song come out in like 2019, 2018? It was twenty nineteen, uh, summer of twenty nineteen, okay. I think, or maybe it was Jeez. early twenty nineteen. I mean, that's the weird delineation, yeah, right? Of these exactly, right? It's like can happens, and then like, but there's a cutoff. So like stuff from a little bit before all the way to the next one is like one year. Mm-hmm. And so it's like 2020, 2021 is really like part of 2019, part of 2020, then part of 2020 and part of 2021. I think like the cutoff is like the end of the year, like January or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> kind of like how Billie Eilish won a Grammy for us for her James Bond song and that film last year. And that film has still not come out sort of yeah. like that. <laughs> Damn. (laughs) In case you forgot. (laughs) But yeah, geez. But I mean, I think I will say Lil Nas X, I mean, continues to be relevant. You could argue, you know, if he had just had that song and then we never heard from him again. Um we've heard from him a bit more. We've definitely heard from him a bit more. So I mean Props to him. This was essentially his launch of his brand, right? Yeah. Really, it was a shoe in for what was to come. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey. Don't don't sue me, Nike. (laughs) Yeah. I could drop a blood and drop it in. I just got that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. We've got one more we want to nod to, but we're not talking about in depth. Uh, Swipe Mm. Night. Of course, Ooh. right? Another Sorry. another beautiful end of 2019 before the world got crazy. Um, just such a fun spot. And like that one's so big too. It got a Grand Prix, a gold, a couple bronze. Um, so it's, yeah, that was such an undertaking. And uh, very, very happy to see that one winning big. Yeah, um, I feel like it just did such a good job in, you know, revitalizing or breathing like fresh air into tinder and the tinder experience you know it's obviously already a gamified platform and creating a new game version within that gamified platform to freshen it up uh and and make it more authentic ultimately was really awesome yeah and just the the it's interesting too because it it's funny you see it with and i guess well we're gonna deep dive a little bit you you know Mm -hmm. 
you see with like what Disney is doing on Disney Plus right now, where they're just they're back on the weekly release format. And it's like, yep. you know, I mean, HBO has done it, but like the coming out of 2020 of like Netflix just constantly, you know, it is interesting. There is like such a refreshing aspect of like the, oh, you know, everyone is tuning in at this moment in time to watch kind of thing. And that is the interesting thing of like Swipe Night did such a good job of that, you know, where it is just like, oh, shit. OK, it's time again. Let's do it. Um, and it's it's cool the amount of community I think it instilled too, um, in a and you know it made it into the like stream of consciousness of people and day to day conversations I think because of how cool it was as opposed to like you know the usual things that people will be talking about Tinder for so it's just kind of it's a it's a cool hack of the hack of the program mm-hmm. yeah and you talk about like creating a story around something or like you know gamifying or kind of you know bringing people into an experience that's wholly separate from, you know, what the app usually is. I I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's like, I died on a pier alone because an asteroid hit me. Um, Talking to someone on the platform who had a superhero save the world. I'm like, what were your life decisions to get to that point? Because I I died solo, so I clearly did something wrong. (laughs) So it's good little conversation starters too, which is, is interesting. Um, and, you know, swipe left on whoever didn't save the dog. But uh, all that aside, <laughs> um, let's get into our deep dives here. Um, we're going to kick it off with Zach, your favorite from this collection. Yes. Obviously, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. As we talked about, 29,000 entries. So a lot of favorites, a lot of a lot of love for all of these. But what was your top? Really, one of the best period, I think. But yeah. break it down for us. Yeah. Um, okay, so my pick for this year goes to Nike. Um, unfortunately, I had to. I know we talked about Burger King and Nike just sweeping up everything. But Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about when, Burger yeah. King too. <laughs> you, can, you can't not when they make something <laughs> that is so good. So the spot that I wanted to mention was uh, Nike's You Can't Stop Up, Stop Us, which won the Film Grand Prix or won a Film Grand Prix this year. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, that was the spot. Or if you haven't seen it, please, 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 please go watch it because it is watch the most impressive feat of it, editing. Because for that mm-hmm. room on Spotify, we need you to be continuously listening. Yes, <laughs> yes. It is the most impressive feat of editing that I have probably ever seen in my life. This was the one when it was a split screen format uh, that spliced together clips from different athletes in different sports, uh, almost, you know, playing together in unison. So you would see like a tennis swing turn into a baseball swing and uh, someone jumping in celebration, turning into like a ballerina or a dancer dancing and landing their, their trick or a gymnast, you know, flipping into whatever. Um, And so it just perfectly spliced together the movements of sport and the, just the, that human element of sport. Uh, And it, they did this during the pandemic. That's, I think the Testament to this is this was summer 2020. Yes, not filmed. This was all found found footage. footage. They searched. I think the stats in here somewhere. They searched over. uh, I want to say it was 4,000 different clips. Yeah. Uh, Creating the ad required sifting through 4,000 pieces of footage to find action scenes that could merge within a single frame. And thousands of hours of editing to make those merges connect. But this was one of those spots where we were in the midst of the pandemic. No one really knew how we were going to move forward in creating stuff that was relevant and really special. And why didn't Kennedy and Nike come along and just blow it out of the water, creating one of the most special campaigns, I think of all time, one of the most, you know, visually incredible campaigns of all time, doing it without being able to shoot something in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, It was uh, the voiceover was by Megan Rapinoe. And it was really just talking about that message that you were seeing on screen, that message of togetherness and the fact that vi- while visually showing, you know, just the together nature of sport and how connected all of us are as human beings, as as athletes, uh, also having the voiceover speak to that testament in a way that was just incredibly impressive. And so I cannot give more praise to this campaign. I remember when I first started watching it or when I first saw it, I think I watched it three times in a row because I, I honestly could not believe that they found a way to do this. It is that amazing. That's enough mm-hmm. praise, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this as yeah, well. Yeah, not to get like inside <laughs> baseball on this, but you <laughs> working in the industry and seeing that it's like a little bit like it's just 
it's a bit of a meme of like, oh, okay, always wider than Nike. We're going to do great stuff. But like being on teams trying to figure out how we make stuff at that point in time, like, you know, when you couldn't do shoots because, again, pandemic, um, to pull that off and to figure that out and just piece that together, like, man, like it's just so like it just such like a, not only is it a great spot, but just like I have so much respect to the teams that put that together. Yeah, because like holy it's, shit, <laughs> I, I I genuinely mean it. It's one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful things you'll ever watch. Like watch it. <laughs> it is it is pretty fantastic. And I mean, you know, I I I'm sure I'd, I'd just be echoing Zach and Trent here to talk about the merits. And I mean, the craft here is uh, insane. And uh, you know, again, it's like like Trent was saying, it just goes to those you know those people in editing bays for thousands of hours, spending all this time sifting through all this footage. Well, not um, even in editing bays. That's the you know. Oh yeah, like, yes, you're right. Yeah, for probably most of like them were bedrooms. at home in their in their yeah exactly. Just but, chilling on like Frankie and all these other fucking random ass programs. I want to go away. <laughs> anyway, exactly. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. <laughs> But like it, um, it really shows, you know, I think uh, Nike's place in sport, um, you know, it's like you have almost every sport here is represented, all sorts of different athletes, a lot, most of them you recognize. And I mean, it, it just really goes to show that, um, you know, that they, they do have this spot within culture pretty locked down here. And I mean, again, this whole spot epitomizes that even more so just with a sense, you know, either bring all of these things together. And I don't know, that's what I really liked about all of the Nike spots during COVID and whatnot. Um, this one, there's a few other ones that have come out as well um, that they were actually able to film, but um, just kind of moving to this position of uh, Nike as, as kind of a brand for movement, a brand for growth and a brand for, um, that's that's kind of with us there on a lot of these big issues and whatnot and i mean i think i think that's been kind of their pivot uh since even that that kaepernick spot but um i think this this ad just goes to show that even further um yeah one thing in this article that i've got up i think is a nice all-encompassing message to end on for it is the sentence in which it says in one fell swoop the spot pulls in what seems like all of the sporting world while addressing the ills affecting the world today from the pandemic to racial injustice. And it does it all in the most beautiful way possible. Yeah. So watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Please watch. Okay. So I didn't even hear about this next one when it happened, which is hilarious because 2019, October 17th. We've talked a lot on this show about hacking style campaigns that have worked some that haven't looking at you north face in your wikipedia stunt um, <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about the stevenage challenge so it has won three grand prix or had one did win uh in brand experience and activation direct and social and influencer categories yep so what this is is it's david as you might expect um with burger king as you might expect um (laughs) back to back nike burger king god yeah i know we can't (laughs) escape it man now next we're gonna have ryan reynolds at can like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) um god that's when i oh man that would be so funny um okay so they wanted to get, you know, a way to endorse popular football stars without having to shell out like a single euro. Um, so what they did is they became the main sponsor of Stevenage FC, a team at the bottom of, uh, what would you say? I guess the, 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 you know, there are different divisions, right? So they're essentially like the lowest division, fourth division of English football. So they're not at the same level as, oh, did we lose? We lost me. Oh, no. oh now I hear you. Oh, but I, we don't have Zach. Oh, God. Ugh. I don't know like, what this is, but we better win some that. fucking. I want like a million dollars in damages <laughs> and some sort of some sort of trophy for this shit. 
I'm just going to add Zencaster with that. Okay, if you can't tell, we, we did. <laughs> we're back again. <laughs> um, this can be a fun one to edit. Um, okay. Hello. I don't remember what I was saying. I was talking about Stevenage. Beautiful, beautiful Stevenage. Lowest division, not a high division. So basically, you know, you could think about it like the G League and the NBA, if you're in the U.S. here. Um for soccer, right? It was a, it was a lowest yeah. division soccer team in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, basically, what they did is they became a sponsor of that team. So the insight here, the genius here, is that those teams are still in FIFA. You know, the, the video game. So mm-hmm. by becoming a main sponsor of that team and designing the, the football kits, those Burger King branded jerseys then appear in FIFA 2020 because it is in the game. They've got the teams in there, so you can play as them. And then the beauty of that is that by playing as that team, you know, like through franchise and all that, you can take like a Messi or a Ronaldo and transfer them to Stevenage FC. And then suddenly you've got Ronaldo wearing a Burger King jersey in your game. And so what they did is they invited gamers to compete in a series of challenges as Stevenage FC players to win free food, basically, if you tag them with a clip on social media, you'd get a free Uber Eats menu item. Um, and so it went from, let's see, what was the date range on this? It was basically, it ended October 23rd. It was written about October 17th. I believe it was like a week or two. It was not a very long campaign. But through the Stevenage Challenge, this, uh, quote, ketchup and mustard stained jersey, <laughs> um, basically got $2.5 million in earned media, and there were $25,000 $25, videos of goals shared, um, which is just fucking brilliant. I just think that's a, such a smart insight um, to figure that out and just have that slipped in. It, you know, it's, just, it's just so funny to me to know that you could take advantage of something like that, especially in Europe where those kits are so sponsor-based. You know, mm-hmm. the sponsors just right front and center to 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 think about that and pull that off. It's just such a clever way to to get it. And of course, you know, it's won three Grand Prix, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't even notice it at the time. So that's kind of the fun part of Can is, you know, this is a Europe specific campaign. You know, spoiler alert, we're in America. We didn't see it. You know, it's <laughs> it's fun that it, you know, it really is truly like a global festival and you get to see all these cool different pieces of work. Uh, so shout out David Madrid and David Miami, and your growing collection of, of lines. <laughs> there you go. Ever growing. Yeah, this was one of those, I, I want to say what it reminds me of is Inception, the movie. Just like the <laughs> like like the levels of Dream World, but just the levels yeah. of complexity to to get to this final product, you know? There's like a lot going on. The thinking, like the, the depth of thinking that had to go into pulling something like this off when and explaining this to client like yeah <laughs> yeah and selling something so we're gonna sponsor a team in real life and then we're gonna after we sponsor not gonna team, be a good team yeah no one knows a good team. exactly <laughs> and design the jerseys which are gonna put them in fifa and then once they're in fifa we're gonna use fifa to allow players and encourage players to play as this team so they become one of the most successful teams in the game and one of the most popular teams on the planet via trading players, as you mentioned, Trent. And then from that, we're going to use the content we get from that as earned media to blast on social, uh, and <laughs> award free food to players. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. How, how do you get to that? You know, like, it's just an insane level of complexity and layers of thinking. I will say the only thing, and I don't know how this happens, so I don't want to knock it in any way because I'm assuming they didn't just sponsor the team for this one thing, but it, it would make me feel bad if they only sponsored the soccer team with the, the uh, intention of putting their name out there as a Burger King trying to get free food. I would like that they at least care a little bit about soccer, which I'm assuming they did. I don't think that's the only reason they decided to sponsor this team, but still that aside, it's not a knock against the, the campaign in of itself in the just, unbelievable amount of thinking uh and you know just next level strategy and crafting and 
complexity and everything, every hoop that they had to jump through to pull something like this off is just incredible and well-deserving of all the awards it's won. Yeah, it, I, to your point, hopefully they did. At least, they, I mean, shit, Burger King money had to have done somewhat of an impact for the team as a, as a whole anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But it's interesting, you know, I mean, it's funny, the, the original article that I'm reading is, if this works, look out for high-profile football stars to be wearing the Stevenage FC kit online soon. I was like, well, <laughs> I guess it did. Hey. Um, all I know is Ryan Reynolds has some catching up to do because uh, it's one thing to buy a soccer team with Rob McElhenney, but it's an entirely different thing to do an ad about the soccer team that you own. So hopefully he'll get his shit together and catch up. But well, uh, Cole, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that, but, oh. <laughs> but <laughs> we've been doing this too long. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good point of, uh, you know, I, I think the complexity here is something to be lauded in the sense that, you know, it, like you said, it's one thing to, you know, produce an ad for something to throw your name on a jersey. But, um, you know, there's multiple levels to this. Um, and the fact that they're kind of using this to grow a fan base for a team is really interesting. Because, yeah. um, like, you know, and maybe this is becoming a more popular thing now, because, um, as Trent mentioned, um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney um, of Always Sunny fame, they uh, bought a similar, I believe they're actually a in the fifth tier. So this is the four, a fourth tier team, but this is a, they bought a fifth tier team. So again, like even lower down the totem pole here, <laughs> but point being that, you know, it's a fairly cheap sponsorship or a team to buy, and then you're getting your name out there as well. And so, you know, whether it's using the power of Burger King or the power of Ryan Reynolds or whomever else, um, you know, these teams are kind of becoming a little bit more of a hot commodity because, again, in uh, English Premier League football, you can kind of, uh, you know, if you are one of the worst performing teams, then you drop a level um, mm -hmm. yeah, and it, you can, you know, sink all the way to the fifth level. But you can also increase your level by winning games as well. So really, you know, there is a way that if the team was to be able to capitalize on this sort of thing you know because money for good players is really what's needed uh you know all that sort of stuff then it can actually grow the football team too so um you know hopefully moving them up in the ranks and then maybe one one day you do see them playing in the premier league or something like that but um i don't know it, it's it's definitely cool it's outside of the box thinking it, again it's it's weird that i think both of these things happened within like a year of each other which sounds seems like someone has uh, found this as a way to break into the UK market or maybe to, you know, promote products in some interesting way. Um, but um, I think it's cool. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what continues to happen because again, these, these football teams they're you know, it's built around a, a town, you know, that has like a fervent, you know, uh, love of the team that, you know, you have kind of this built in fan base, but obviously that's really small in comparison to like, you know, a market that you'd want to reach. So it's it's kind of interesting how they can then use this, you know, using their own star power or brand power to um, promote. And, you know, we'll see if they find success. So, yeah, it's it's one of those campaigns that just highlights like it's not about the initial reach. It's about the reach that you'll get when people realize it's fucking cool. You know, it's just... Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if they continue to see success, then it's just better for everyone. You know, if um, Stevenage, you know, is able to move on to the next league or something like that, then that's really awesome. Uh, you know, but it'll be kind of interesting to see, OK, five years from now, even two years from now, um, will this have made an impact on the team? I don't know. Um, but yeah. again, hard to say what the response is in England. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, seems pretty cool. You, you heard it here first, everyone. We're all hoping Stevenage will catch up. Um, and with that in mind, Cole, mm. I'm toss it over to you for oh, the last yes. one. Condiment puns aside. And, <laughs> well, here, I'm, I'm just working to catch up. But um, so My, my you know, compliments after, to the condiments. Anyway. Here you go. <laughs> um, but so kind of in the vein of Little Nas X, as we talked about earlier, a, a similar musical act that has kind of swept, uh, well, yeah, swept the globe. Um, so I'm... One of the one of the top uh, performing Can Lions winners, I believe it was a Grand Prix winner. Yes, it was. Um, was Travis Scott and Fortnite present Astronomical? Um, so for those uh, not not Tell quite me. aware of what's going on there, um, about uh, a little over a year ago, um, 
Fortnite teamed up with Travis Scott to do a virtual concert within Fortnite. Um, so basically, uh, it was one of, I believe one of the largest concerts ever you had, uh, yeah. I believe over a million people were tuning into this. Um, and it, it really just shows the scale too of Fortnite, not only as a game, but as a platform to promote a platform for experiences and all of these sorts of things. So it starts on a stage basically in the middle of the ocean and then Travis Scott's, you know, they're kind of doing his thing. He's, uh, he's performing. And then all of a sudden he grows to the size of a giant. And the thing is too, if you're doing this in VR, if you're playing, you know, you're playing as your Fortnite character and throughout it, you move between stages, move between different environments, and the whole uh, concept changes. You're floating through space at one point. You're underwater. It's all of these sorts of things, but it creates this holistic experience. It's so much more than just a concert. Um, and I think what's really cool about this and what I think brands should really take note of from this um, sort of thing is it's really creating a wholly virtual experience. Um, and it's, I think this is going to become a bigger and bigger part of advertising in the future, a bigger part of media and entertainment in the future is creating virtual spaces. Um, because we talk about brand building, we talk about building a brand story. Um, but so much of that comes down to the consumer experience. What do you get when you open an app, whether it's Airbnb, whether it's Spotify, how you're interacting with that digital environment. And this is really taking that to the next level, right? And so this is obviously a concert, so not necessarily, um, you know, much more than entertainment at this point, you know, it was about seven or eight minutes, but it really just shows um, not only what you could, what can be done with gaming and Fortnite, um, just as a platform, you know, a lot of brands have been doing stuff like this. You see Marvel characters, you see Rick and Morty in Fortnite, all of these sorts of things. Um, but it continues to be a bigger and bigger space. And I mean, gaming, gaming is a huge segment that is little exploited, little talked about. Um, but I think this is going to continue to be big and then virtual spaces too. Um, you know, I think we're still maybe a few years out from really getting into what, what this technology can do. But, um, I mean, I think VR is going to be a huge part of brand building in the future. Um, you know, creating digital worlds and digital experiences is going to be uh, huge. So, yeah. I mean, there um, was even like last year in 2020, um, one of the teams on our account at work did like a, a partnership for like Complex Land because their whole event was made virtual. So you had like uh -huh. a little character and you could walk through the digital space and you got to see different artists that were promoted, you know, by Adobe. And like, I think like those spaces to your point are going to continue to become more, more prevalent, even, even as we transition back to like a, you know, a, a slightly less digital world. Um, and I think about like all the, like the, the live stream concerts at this point too, like that are just begging for brand partnerships and not that I necessarily want them, but like, I just think there is like such a huge space for this to do cool stuff. And, it kind of uh -huh. speaks to the staying power of Fortnite too. You know, I feel like back in 2018, we were laughing about the fact that Wendy's just did a live stream with their Wendy's character in Fortnite. And all they did was just go around and smack apart freezers because they're all about that fresh, never frozen <laughs> meat life, you know, and smack here we are freezers. a few years later and Fortnite's still involved in, in this. Um, and it's yeah. also speaks to Travis Scott's like <laughs> growing brand of partnerships um, uh -huh. I almost wonder if he's a little oversaturated in the market now, but you know, you've got the Travi patties too. And <laughs> it's uh, Tom Cactus Jack sent you. Yeah. Oh my God. The seltzers. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually decent. I will say like, I'm, I had one, um, probably one of the better seltzers I've had. I okay. will actually okay. say, I will actually say. I prefer that Kirkland signature seltzer, but oh no, <laughs> no. it's the workhorse um, of the seltzer world. There you go. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Rolling Rock to get into that seltzer life. Uh, <laughs> everyone, worry. everyone eventually will. Yeah, every everyone just like everyone's got a chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah seriously. Not. Yeah, how far we've come in a year and a half. <laughs> but exactly. back to this campaign. I mean, you you really touched on it, Cole, but just the how groundbreaking I think it is for Fortnite to be the one that's bringing us into a whole different platform of virtual experiences or a whole different phase of virtual experiences. You know, this was a game 
in which people build stuff and shoot each other. You know, that's how it started out. But then allowing like real life, really. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly like real life. But then allowing your character to go into a, a space, a virtual space that's on the same island that the game is on or it's special island just off the main island that the game is on, not allowing you to shoot each other anymore, but allowing you to play as your character in a virtual world and jump around with other characters watching a concert in which the artist is also a virtual character is just totally groundbreaking. You know, like it's just totally a new frontier, uh, as you had sort of mentioned, that's only going to grow. And I mean, Fortnite has done a few things like this. You know, they also we talked about Wendy's, but they also did that thing where they released uh, exclusive Nikes that you could only buy as virtual Nikes. Like they, they never made them even as real shoes. Like they were virtual Nike exclusives that launched in the game that you could put on your character. Like that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that blend between yes. reality and these virtual experiences uh, are really taking shape in a brand new way. And a lot of that is because of Fortnite, of all things, you know, like which is just crazy that they are the ones ushering in this sort of new frontier in this new way of blending virtual life and reality. And that's just so special to me. And I think that's a testament to this campaign, but just also a testament to them and their track record and how they've continued to stay relevant and continued to push boundaries over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I mean, again, it just, I think it's the beginning of some of, of something new when we think about how brands interact with um, their audiences here. Um, so I don't know. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. Pretty cool. You, both of you have kind of taken the words out of my mouth. I don't have anything left to say on it, but it's cool. <laughs> Certified and, cool. And I'm, you know, I'm glad at least I know Travis Scott can afford to purchase a lion for himself if he wants one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for Travis Scott. He can get one of these if he wants one. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, that's it. If you want to look at more of them, um, it's lovethework.com. It's Can's Can Lion's official repository of these. It's also like thousands of dollars a year. There's a theme here if you want to have a subscription. So if you want to go to a more free route, I don't know. I'm not endorsing this. More free. It. <laughs> but uh, lovethewarkmore.com. <laughs> There's uh, some people who have compiled a list of all of them and linked to case studies from the different agency sites and free articles if you want to learn more about them. Lovethewarkmore.com. Since I spoke over Trent when he was saying it. Do it more. Do it if you do want to. And don't do it if you don't want to. I don't care. But it's there for you. It's it's just there. I'm just saying that it's there. <laughs> nice. Okay. I think that's what we've got. Take us out, Cole. Tune in next All time. Right. Tune in next time and have an ad-tastic week, ladies and gentlemen. Or month. <laughs> Or month. Or month.